This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. So Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am one of your co-hosts, Carrie Borkowski. I am doing the annual, what's becoming a tradition, Thanksgiving episode. And as many of our listeners know, I like to use this time to not only express my uh, gratefulness and, and thankfulness for, you know, my friends, my family, um, the the work that I get to do on a day-to-day basis, um, and just the, the, the life that I lead, to be quite honest. I, I really like to use this episode of the pod to, you know, honor and memorialize my grandmother um, and my grandfather. My grandmother in particular because um, for those who have watched watched not watched those who have listened to early episodes of the podcast know that I started this podcast really as a way I think certainly to honor her memory I also think now that I'm reflecting on you know the the early season I also think it was a really a way to start to heal um, from mourning the loss because just a few months prior My grandmother had passed away. It was actually um, just the day before Thanksgiving, um, November 27th. Thanksgiving was very late that year. So I think it was honoring. I think I was really interested in podcasting. Um, My grandmother had heard me um, as a guest on a podcast and, and really had this wonderful reaction to it. And I think just the culmination of all of that, it made it feel like it was time to embark on this new journey. So we are into our fourth season, season, if you can believe it. And for folks who have been listening for a while, you know that I have a co-host, Brianne Ruse, and we've been focusing on um, relationships and belonging uh, this year. So this season. So, you know, I think this Thanksgiving, I've been reflecting on the fact that we are, I'm calling it a new phase of life with covid Um, I know some, you know, news articles and news reports are calling it post-COVID, but I want to acknowledge that, you know, there are many people who are still dying from COVID. There are many people who are still contracting COVID. And there are many people, families, communities, businesses, schools that are, I don't know, dealing with the losses, all the kinds of losses that resulted during COVID, not just life, but businesses and a way of doing things and connections and people and places. And so 
you know, I think it is a new phase of life with COVID and I'm trying really hard this Thanksgiving, you know, to be thankful um, for what, you know, I have around me, um, you know, feeling like it, we can see friends, we connect with, can connect with family and that, and that feels good. So being able to, you know, as Danielle and I talked about last year in our podcast, this, this paradox and being able to hold, um, you know, two different ideas, which is I can be grateful. I can seek out those connections and cherish those connections And I can also have compassion and empathy and remembering for people who are still really in the middle of this COVID pandemic. So, so, you know, I've said it several times on the podcast and again, this, this episode really gives me a chance to, again, intentionally express how grateful I am for the time that I had with my grandparents Um, And they, I have to say, loved the holidays Um, and they really were uh, the heartbeat of our family gatherings, um, to be quite honest. Um, You know, we're focusing on belonging, as I said earlier, and I'm learning so much. I, I still keep learning, which is so wild and exciting about this podcast. I still keep learning about constructs and ideas that I thought I understood and and what I'm discovering um, this year is, you know, belonging is complicated. It is layered. It is dynamic and ever-changing. It is a perception that also can change. It can be leveled. Um, We had a guest come on that talked about little b and big b of belonging our expectations for what belonging needs to be varies depending on the people, the kinds of relationships, the context. And the other thing that's really resonating with me these days is there just really isn't one strategy, intervention, or sort of magic pill to cultivate that belonging and inclusivity that we know is so important for so many aspects of our lives. Um, You know, and so I I bring that up because I used to think it was some kind of magic, you know, that my grandmother did, you know, some magic action, some magic words that made me feel like I belonged. And now don't get me wrong, there was some magic. I remember swimming at her house, jumping off her pier and hanging on her raft as she floated, uh, would float down the river. Um, all the golfing that I did with my grandfather and my grandmother in Florida, sitting on her porches, I will say, whether it was when they were in Florida or in their house um, sitting by the water, all the singing, and I've talked about all the singing on this podcast, the hugging. You know, it's funny, I think of the things I miss about my grandmother and my grandparents, I think it's like if I could have one I don't know, one more experience or moment with her, it would be just the big hugs that she would give, just like full on amazing hug. Um, Other magic came in all forms of laughter. Oh my goodness, our families, my mom and the kids and my grandmother sitting around the the table sharing a meal or sharing a, a treat or a dessert, probably more likely with my grandparents and just laughing um, and great conversation. 
And I'm realizing, you know, as I continue to reflect and my grandparents really are on my heart around the holidays, much of my grandparents' magic, I think, reflects their own perception of themselves. They wouldn't have used the language that I'm going to use, but I have a sneaking suspicion that they were very grounded, very aware of their core values, that they had priorities. I mean, my grandmother used to talk about spend a little, save a little, give a little. That was just sort of one window into their priorities. And I think they were very intentional about lining up their actions with those values. And so I really do believe that, you know, it wasn't, a single strategy or intervention or action. It was showing up in a way that was authentic and wholehearted that, you know, really aligned with their values. And I I bring that up because if you've been listening to this season, it's just so wild to me because something that keeps coming up in our podcasts with um, around relationships and even during the, uh, the season around the pandemic there was a, there's been a lot of conversation about self and how we show up. And depending on how we show up, whether it's living our core values, whether it's barriers that get in the way of us being able to live our core values, whether it's, you know, hearing that inner critic, the, the, doubt, the doubt in our inner voice that gets in our way, how we engage with ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and how we think about ourselves both relative to others and, you know, alone really does impact the way we show up, the way we can or cannot be in hold space for others. Um, And so, you know, it's just so interesting that, you know, after talking to other folks this this fall, I think I used to think it was strategies and I think strategies matter. And, and I think we're going to unpack that a little bit more as we go through the season. I do think, though, that what my grandparents are reminding me of and what's really resonating with me is that they were aligned with their core values. <laughs> and so what does that mean? Well, what it meant for me and for my family is that, again, I don't think they would, they, they certainly wouldn't have described their actions this way. Um, knowing them well enough, they would have been incredibly modest and would have sort of shrugged their shoulders and said something like, you know, well, this is, this is just the, this is just who they are. I think what happens when you feel that alignment is that you're, more capable of holding space for others. I mean, my grandparents, I can't count them. I should have counted before I started the podcast, but my grandparents had a ton. They had, you know, four kids and their kids started having kids. So that's a lot of grandkids, a couple of waves of grandkids because of the ages of the their children. And then their grandchildren started having kids. So holding space for others that's a big deal because we, like every family, um, whether it's the one you're born into or the one you choose, no family is monolithic. We're not homogeneous. And so they really did hold space for the diversity of experiences, the diversity of ideas, the diversity of activities and interests and passions and vocations. Um, 
we didn't always agree. <laughs> and they definitely had uh, their opinions. And I think that's probably where a lot of us get some of that. Um, you know, they didn't always understand things, um, whether it was, you know, different different language or terminology that people would, would use or experiences that people would have. My grandmother would say, you know, I'd never had an opportunity to do this. But they hung in there and they rarely walked away, even in the most frustrating of moments, uncomfortable, awkward, they could hold space. And I will say, even if they did walk away, and I honestly don't remember a time when they walked away, but I'm sure, you know, my mom and her sisters would have stories because relationships are different, right? One thing we're learning, one of the many things we're learning this season is relationships come in all shapes and sizes. And so what happens in those relationships and those expectations are different, right? So for me, I don't remember that, but I suspect that even if they did walk away for a moment, they came back because they were able to hold that space. And so recently I was preparing for a, writing an article for, for um, a publication and I was doing some research on critical self-reflection and belonging and this sort of self-work. And some of the skills that researchers, you know, acquaint or associate with belonging and this self-work are things like curiosity, being a learner, being self-aware, having the ability to describe and evaluate situations, synthesize old information and new information and empathize. And so again, even if my grandparents were not using these kinds of words, I think they were they were doing this when they were holding space. They were able to take what they understood and synthesize it with new ideas that their grandkids, their kids, their great-grandkids would bring to them. Um, they definitely had self-awareness. They knew what they did well, and they knew when they needed support on things and were willing to act, ask for it. So I really, I wrote down, and I remember... Um, uh, Jill Snodgrass in our early podcast this year talking about, I think she called it radical acceptance. It was radical belonging or radical acceptance. And just this idea, she's a, um, the, theology, she does theology, she studies theology. So, um, I think she's a minister. I'm maybe, um, getting her title wrong and I apologize for that if I did. So her lens is theological. And so she says, you know, she said in the podcast that, she really does practice practice radical acceptance that that has, you know, she associates that with belonging. And the idea is you belong, you are included. You should be taking up space because you're a human being. And I truly believe that my grandparents practiced radical acceptance. No, nah, I never would have described it as that. I will tell you the funny thing is as my grandparents got older and of course, my mom and her sisters and brother got protective, of course, of their parents. They often joked and worried about who my grandparents were going to run into, right? Because <laughs> because they befriended um, everyone and wanted to make sure that people were cared for. And I just think, you know, they, would, they leaned in um, and wanted to hear people's story. They leaned in to hear if there was a way that they could support or be helpful. And I really do believe looking back that they practiced radical acceptance 
and they were led by their core values. So I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that they were in my life, that, you know, my mom and and family, that we were able to spend so many holidays together and time at their house. I'm just really grateful um, and miss them every single day. The good news is, as many of you know, we have three kids, 10 and two seven-year-olds. And I think my grandparents would be so happy and pleased to know that our our kids talk of them often and have lots of memories. And of course, some of those memories are a function of pictures and stories that we have shared, but they have their own memories. And it's interesting, a few weeks ago, um, our oldest son, Colby, I think it was just one of those moments, so he'll be 11 in December. I think it was just that moment where a young person realizes or has some worry around death. You know, they're realizing their mortality. Um, And I think it came on the heels at our church. We go to a Unitarian Universalist church. We do a, um, a service where we honor people we've lost over the year. And then we have a moment where um, we also honor people in different sort of, and, and honor and, celebrate the different roles that different people play and so when you when you hear like mentor or um you know uh, brought laughter or educated you or uh, contributed music or poetry artistry something you are invited to go up and light candles and so the kids and I you know our, the kids of course being kids want to participate and they're listening on the edge of their sitting on the edge of their pew and so there were several times where I let them go up by themselves and they each lit a candle for um, they called Poppy you know grand, my grandfather Poppy and my grandmother Sarah um, they called her Grandma Sarah so they enjoy going up there and I think that is a way to keep them connected to someone who is no longer with us physically and so It wasn't right after that service, but I suspect that Colby just had that on his mind and he was going to bed and I went upstairs and and he was actually crying. Um, He was worried. And so I sat, you know, I gave him a hug and sat close to him on his bed and, and he told me that he just was struggling to understand the value of living if we were all eventually going to die. That's a hard question at <laughs> like 8.30 at night before he's getting ready to put his head on the pillow. So again, I gave him a big hug and, um, you know, we, we sat and we chatted. And, you know, he, he asked me about my grandparents, his great-grandparents, because I think that's the, you know, that's the closest death that he's experienced. And I shared with him that, I feel connected to my grandparents every day um, that, you know, when I'm doing this podcast or speaking with friends or, I don't know, facilitating a workshop or engaging in a conversation, I feel my grandparents there. Um, I know that I have intentionally adopted certain practices um, that were my grandmother's. And so I shared that with him and I said, um, you know, it's important to understand that we may not realize as individuals the way in which we might be impacting someone. 
you know, that whole ripple effect. Cause I think his worry is if you're not doing grand, big things, right? Like the Steve Jobs of the world or the Elon Musks of the world that, you know, you're not going to be remembered. And so we had a conversation about his kindness and his care for his friends and his, his comedy and love of, of all things, Steve Martin and, and all the things that he loves. And so, you know, I I think what it did for me and for him is that it reminded us that the little actions and the kindness matter so much. And I think I share this story with you on the podcast because I really think that's what my grandparents were about. They weren't flashy or fancy or they didn't want to be the center of attention. Um, they just wanted to live their core values and they wanted, they wanted to love and be loved and enjoy life and laugh and have fun and be together with friends and family. And I think their small, quiet, subtle actions and words resonate and they have ripple effects. And so that's what I'm hoping Colby will will keep close to his heart and re- and remember that. So, you know, again, this Thanksgiving, I really want to celebrate my grandparents and my family. And just remembering, as I said, my grandparents loved the holidays and they really were the heartbeat. Now, they are not physically here any longer. And Holiday celebrations have evolved as life has changed. You know, our family has moved out of state and people are doing different things and creating new traditions as families grow and expand and change. And I'm grateful to to have had an emotional, spiritual connection with my grandparents. They are with us every day and I feel certain that my quest and my passion and my commitment to really unpacking the experiences and ideas and feelings and the stories of belonging are due in part to their presence in my life. I just have to believe that, you know. So when you're doubting, wondering, and questioning your contributions or your impact, remember that a first and fundamental feature of inclusion and belonging is identifying your values and living those and showing up authentically in those values. It doesn't take big actions. It doesn't take getting your name in lights. It doesn't take creating some amazing software or some new technology. It just takes showing up and being present for others and for yourself and taking care of yourself and others and checking in with yourself to see as your priorities change and shift, because they will, (coughs) are you still living and honoring those priorities and those core values? So I don't know how many people remember the first episode of the podcast. And if you don't, maybe go back and take a listen. I do every once in a while. And I remember in that first episode, I talked about feeling this afterglow, like this, <clears throat> I don't know, it was just like this feeling that would last um, after I had a visit with my grandparents. And I think what I am realizing is that that feeling 
was my early experience of feeling what I know you have heard me talk about as being lit up, right? Aligned, wholehearted, full-on authenticity. And all these years later, I'm committed to journeying alongside others so we can all take up space, find our authentic voice, and live what Parker Palmer calls an undivided life. The more distance that I get from being a part of my grandparents' life and then being a part of my life, and the more reflection I do on the kind of lives they lived, I think they were living an undivided life before the phrase undivided life was a thing. (laughs) I really think that afterglow and that feeling that I had was like the the ripples that I described to Colby. My grandparents, in all their humility, may have never or rarely known what that impact was like for me, and they were making it. So their, I don't know, their afterglow was a warmth and a feeling and just experiencing what it's like to be in the presence of two amazing human beings that are able to hold space for other human beings and show up authentically aligned with their core values. So this Thanksgiving and over the holiday season, no matter how you spend your holidays, when you celebrate your holidays, And whether you're celebrating your holidays with the family you're born into or the family that you've chosen, I really do hope everyone has an amazing and wonderful holiday celebration. And I hope you will give some thought to staying present, to staying curious, and thinking about in the coming year, what are my priorities? What is important to me in this moment What do I value? When I look back on the year, what do I want to turn up the volume on and see more of in 2023? And what do I want to do less of? I think if we could all lean in, turn, shift, step toward, whatever your verb is, if we could move ourselves closer to a life that aligns with our core values, those priorities, those even as they shift, check in and shift again, I think we'll all experience just a little bit of that feeling of being lit up and imagine the reverberations you could have on other people. All right, everybody, stay well, stay healthy, stay present, and equally important, stay curious. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This has been another episode of Tell Me This, the traditional Thanksgiving episode. I am your co-host, Carrie Borkowski. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Sweet, 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 sweet,
Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.